Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Our sponsor this week is Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com and shop for freshly roasted coffees sent to wherever you are and save up to 35% of the retail price. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is none other than this episode's special guest, Mr. Ben Kaiser. Good oh, evening, Ben. Good evening. Glad I to just be gave on. away the time that we were recording the show. I hate doing that, putting a timestamp on the shows. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, I, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. You're going to be the first guest of the Top Brew series. You know, that's quite the honor, especially since uh, I love coffee so much. I'm so glad you asked me. That's right. And really, I know it's an honor for you to be on our show, right? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Absolutely. You hail from California. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself and where you work? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I live in Camarillo, California. That's about 60 miles north of Los Angeles. And uh, I am a managing editor of a website called Movie Guide. And we review movies. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I get to watch a lot of movies and critique them and talk about them. It's kind of a dream job. So uh, my whole uh, area of expertise is the movie side of things. But I'm also passionate about anything that you drink, whether it be uh, beer or tea or coffee. I just love exploring flavors and especially coffee since that was probably the first drink that I really kind of got into when I was quite young, actually. I know that for many of us, coffee and tea and beer are the drinks that really fuel our creativity and our work, whether we're creative or not. And that is one of the reasons why I like to have people on the show that can talk about their experiences with coffee, because I think that we all have a unique relationship with our drinks that boils down to that they are refreshment, whether we are, you know, construction workers, whether we're bankers, whether we're politicians, it doesn't matter. And we writers, we especially can appreciate coffee because it seems to be part more intimate to our ritual. It's one of the few things that's right there with our hands when we're sitting in front of the computer with a keyboard and making references to books. And we have our glasses, if we wear them, and we have our coffee cup. And so I think that we develop a more intimate relationship, a friendship, as it were, at times in our minds with our beverages. And so... I think that this is a good idea to have people on like you, Ben, to discuss their experiences, whether it's with um, the cup that's right in front of them or where they get their coffees or uh, special experiences with coffee over the years. Mm. And I love that you mentioned that it really does spur creativity, especially it's not just coffee in general, but pursuing good coffee and great coffee and uh you know, rich coffee that has, you know, I, not to sound too pretentious, but depth in a way where you're actually thinking about the flavors and then it really stimulates the mind and that really does just set you out in terms of trying to, uh, you know, write something. If you're a, a writer or if you're a photographer to uh, see something in a different light, it really does uh, uh, stimulate your mind and because you're already thinking about flavors and thinking about how they interact with each other. I don't know. It's a fascinating thing. Now, would you say that you drink coffee to fuel your creativity or for some other reason? The question I want to pose to you first and for any of our special guests in these interviews will be this one. Why do you drink coffee? I think the reason I drink coffee is probably 
the most simple reason, but not necessarily that. It's because I love the flavor. Um, ever since I was young, well, I shouldn't say ever since I was young. Uh, we, we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, I really have learned to appreciate the flavor and to appreciate the complexities of the drink and the different variations. And um, because I uh, enjoy that flavor, it's become very comfortable. And n even though not necessarily every day will be a very nice cup of coffee, it's something that I find uh, comfort in, uh, you know, that I can sit back and uh, uh, know that the next sip of coffee will uh, be a decent sip of coffee, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I agree. It, it boils down to the refreshment, but in multiple ways. It's, it's uh, the variety in the details. You, you brought up the flavor, and something that stands out to me about coffee flavor is that you never know exactly what you're going to get. It's somewhat consistent, but it's somewhat of a surprise. And that's something of a good thing. Now, the more you dilute it with sweeteners and creams and, you know, milks, I think that you make a more consistent flavor. And that is for the people who really want that same experience time and time again. But if you get freshly roasted beans and then you start consuming them, the, the flavors will change while you work your way through that bag of beans, or they'll change while you're going through that one particular cup of coffee, you'll notice that the smell that hits you before you take your first sip strikes you one way, then the first strip strikes you another, and then you go farther into the cup, and now you've got it all over your tongue and your palate, and you're thinking about other flavors that start to stand out, and the aftertaste. That might be good or bad, but... You never know what you're going to get, and usually the better the bean, the better the experience. Yeah, and even as the temperature changes, as it starts to cool, then you start you know, appreciating and noticing other uh, tones to the coffee. I think that's one thing that uh, has always fascinated me is you know, I've had a few cup of coffees where I'm drinking it, and I'm like, oh, I really don't care for this cup of coffee. I'm not crazy about this bean. And then as it cools down to room temperature, then it just explodes, and, and then you start to love the coffee and how each uh, a type of bean can almost have its own uh, uh, personality. It's, I don't know. That's, that's always amazed me. Yeah, you're right. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. It has a lot to do with the quality of the beans, whether they were ripe, when they were chosen and, you know, farmed. But more to that in another episode. I have a few more questions specifically for you, Ben. Okay. Do you have any special memories about your favorite coffee or maybe a very specific coffee that you drank once upon a time? Maybe an experience with friends or, or an event that incorporated coffee that made it that much more enriching to you? Uh, I, yes, definitely. I think. Tell the, us about one. Yes. I think the first time I had coffee, actually, if I can go into first times, uh, <laughs> first time I had coffee, I was probably seven years old is a cappuccino and I hated it. I thought it was terrible. It was in an airport. Um, I don't even know why my dad bought me one. I was like seven or eight and I was probably younger. Actually, I just threw it away. I couldn't even finish it. Um, but then uh, I think I was probably 10 or 11 years old when I had to start waking up really early and I started drinking it just because everyone else drunk it and apparently it helps you wake up. So I thought, well, I should just start drinking coffee and I drank it black 
and um, I actually really started to appreciate the flavor. And then uh, the one thing that really kind of spurred me uh, to to start really enjoying the coffee even more was when my parents uh, bought our family a very nice espresso machine. Uh, this It was an automatic uh, Seiko machine, and they actually still have it. This, they probably had it for six years. And we absolutely fell in love with that coffee machine. And we would experiment with different beans from different uh, – roasters in uh nebraska which is where i'm from and and we just really it kind of was a family thing where we kind of all get around and enjoy coffee around this this espresso machine and it was a uh, very educational because i would go to the library and i'd buy uh books on you know coffee bean roasting and i'd take them home and i'd read them and i'd be uh searching for different places online where you could order beans and it was really uh I have very fond memories about that machine, and I remember moving out here to California from Nebraska. People were asking me, what are you going to miss the most? I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss my family and my coffee machine the most. I distinctly (laughs) remember listing that as one of the main things I'll miss, and uh, it's one of the highlights when I go visit home over Christmas is uh, there's always a new coffee bean that they're trying out in the in our espresso machine so espresso especially was something that i really fell in love with we haven't talked about espresso on the show yet so can you tell me a little bit about what makes espresso stand out to you versus other coffee drinks are you mixing it with other things to make unique combinations things like mochas and lattes and cappuccinos or are you drinking it straight uh primarily just drinking straight up espresso um Many times, so the black coffee is nothing to you. No, no. I enjoy Americanos uh, quite a bit. Depending on the bean, I'll just drink the espresso straight up. But there are certain beans where if they can be really acidic and a little too uh, citrusy, and the espresso will, can kill me. It is just it's <laughs> so sour. <laughs> I, I understand completely. A little bit too medium on the medium side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's uh, the it, we'll probably get into where I get my coffee, but there's this coffee place that I go to. I can't say I'm crazy about how uh, citrusy their beans are, but I still go back because it's the only real local coffee shop. Mm. And would you say that when espresso is prepared properly, it would be interesting and um, tasty to most coffee drinkers, or is it really an extra mile acquired taste? And the reason I ask this question is because I think a lot of people, they have grown accustomed to drinking coffee because it's so prevalent throughout the culture, but they really didn't start drinking coffee because they liked the flavor. That's why we have all the additives. That's why we have the sweeteners. And slowly over time, they put in less and less sugar and less and less cream because they're more conscientious of the of their health issues, and so they know they need to taper that down. And now over time, the coffee gets stronger, so maybe one day they grow accustomed to black coffee. But they think to themselves, I'm not in it for the flavor. I'm in it for how it makes me function. I'm in it for how it helps me stay awake. And then to be told, well, you would really enjoy a good espresso. I think a lot of people are concerned. Like, <laughs> that doesn't sound good to them. Because it, to them, sounds like extra, extra bold condensed coffee. So what exactly makes espresso stand out, and why is it a good thing 
to have that kind of concentrated drink. You would never drink concentrated orange juice if you could help it, but you would drink concentrated coffee. How does that work? That's a, that's a really good question. If I remember right, wasn't it the uh, uh, in Italy where they actually got the term Americano because the Americans couldn't handle the the strength of the espresso because they so they always had to water it down and I. The Italians maybe gave it the nickname of Americano. That's where, what I heard. Maybe that's just an urban myth. But that's I heard the Americans were too weak to drink the, the straight-up espresso. But that's a very interesting point that you bring up of why do we uh, choose to drink something that's that bold. Um, I don't know. I think I, – I honestly just think it's, it's a lot of personal – uh, personal preference, maybe. Um, I generally like the bold drinks. I know uh, not just coffee, but when it comes to even beer, I prefer those stronger, uh, uh, you know, whether it be stouts or IPAs, maybe something with a little bit of a bite into it. And I know caffeine doesn't affect me that much personally. So part of the reason I might drink the espresso or the Americano is because that extra bite gives me an extra kick, and that probably wakes me up more than the actual caffeine. Uh, hmm. That's one of the personal reasons why I like the stronger drink. But uh, it also, uh, I, the aftertaste lingers with me a little uh, more strongly, and I enjoy the aftertaste you know, for the hours to come after I drink the espresso more than a regular brewed cup, cup of coffee. Hmm. So, Ben, you have a very diverse experience with coffee drinks throughout most of your life, and you ha have this relationship to coffee that incorporates your family. And now that you're in California, I think that you are getting coffee from different sources. And you, you had mentioned this on Twitter. I would like you to, to tell me a little bit about the sources for your regular coffee. So tell us, where do you get your coffee now from day to day? I, <laughs> I am a daily Starbucks visitor. And uh, that's not very pretentious, I know. I used to, uh, I used to be the type of person that would shun Starbucks drinkers, but I've actually grown to appreciate the consistency. Um, I'm not going to say it's the greatest cup of coffee, uh, but they they do deliver a consistent uh, uh, cup that I enjoy, whether it be burnt. I know a lot of people complain that it is burnt, and. Uh, but I, I do go there because I consider myself a practical enthusiast. I am very enthusiastic about my coffee, but I'm not necessarily willing to uh, you know, take an extra 30 minutes out of my day, whether it be at my house or at work, to, to make my own coffee or to roast it. I don't necessarily have the time to do that or the patience. It's, it's a lot of extra work if you want to go all out and be super pretentious about it. But uh, I do enjoy Starbucks enough where it's right on my way to work, so it's very practical to just stop by, fill up my thermos, and uh, have it for, uh, you know, drink it over the next few hours at work, and I enjoy it. They're very fast, and you have those fancy apps on, on the iPhone where you can just pay it really easily. I really like that. Uh, but on the weekends, um, I, there's a local coffee shop here in Camarillo called Element, They'll sometimes carry beans from like Intelligentsia or Beacon. They don't roast their own, but they do get uh, beans from local roasters. And uh, they, they make a, a good cup of coffee, even though the beans tend to be a little on the citrusy side and uh, sometimes a, a kick in the mouth. <laughs> so I really uh, like the atmosphere. 
the atmosphere actually has a lot to do with the coffee shop I may go to. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be the coffee itself. You know, if they have fast Wi-Fi, that's a plus. If they have good seats, if they even have good music, clean bathroom, you know, the type of people that maybe go to that particular coffee shop, these kind of all feed into my coffee experience um, as they would with maybe a restaurant or or uh, a bre- uh, some other brewery. Uh, the atmosphere really does kind of matter for me because if I'm going to spend a, an hour there, whether it be working on my computer or reading a book, um, if I just don't feel comfortable, it's harder to enjoy the coffee. So that's one of the reasons I enjoy this this place called Element. So if you're ever driving on the 101, whether it be from L.A. to San Francisco, stop by Camarillo and uh, let's get some coffee at Element. I would love to do that. And one of the things I really enjoy anytime I travel is to try and find the local coffee shops that people love because they are all so different. They are driven by personality. You might say that they look like they're all the same, broken from the same mold, that they they belong to the hipster audience or something. And we'll get to that in a second. But first, I wanted to thank this episode's sponsor. So our thanks to Thrasher Coffee for sponsoring the site and podcast. Thrasher Coffee provides the fastest online freshly roasted coffee source on the East Coast, right from the heart of Dixie. Their roaster team sources beans from around the world, taste tests hundreds of them, then carefully produces astonishingly flavorful coffees. When you order at thrashercoffee.com, it is roasted to order and shipped within 24 hours. You will always have the tastiest, fresh coffee experience in every brew for your home, the office, and the home office from Thrasher Coffee. Looking for a great price on a coffee subscription? Join a coffee plan and be treated like a connoisseur with a discount up to 35% off all true 16-ounce pounds of whole bean coffee and free shipping on your favorite roasts that are shipped for you automatically every two or four weeks. Thrasher Coffee roasts responsibly harvested beans and supplies premium, fresh, small-batch coffee to their discerning customers at an affordable price. Thank you, Thrasher Coffee, for supporting Top Brew, this podcast, and our website. So, Ben, so far, very interesting topics to me. And you're actually introducing a lot of these topics to the entire series. Going back to the, the experience you have a very personal experience you have with the local community coffee shop. Does coffee feel familial to you in that environment, or do you feel more comfortable associating it to your work experience or your creative experience at home or sharing it with others and making it for others? Do you, do you feel a, a sense of loyalty to their particular environment, or do you think that you're really there for the coffee because it's a notch above, say, the experience of Starbucks? I would say that it's the environment that's probably the most. I know like one of my dreams when I was younger was to be uh, such a regular at like a cafe or coffee place where I could walk in and everyone would like know my name. That was like always a weird dream I had when I was younger. And uh, when I moved out here and started going there, I got that. I had a tab, and I could walk in on Monday morning and pick up my coffee, and they would ha- they I they knew exactly what I'd order. And I, there was one time I they saw my car, they started making my coffee. I walked in, they handed me my coffee, and I walked out, and we didn't even have to say a single word because 
uh, I was such a regular there. And it's kind of that whole thing where you know them, they know you, you're comfortable. And, uh, uh, but I think the, uh, the experience that I look for is usually at the coffee house itself. That's what I probably most associate. Um, and that's changed over the years. Uh, in the past, it's definitely been at the home because we had a nice coffee uh, machine at uh, my, my family's home. But once I moved out here, um, you know, I don't have as nice of equipment uh, at home uh, or at work. So it's more of, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm spend some time at the coffee shop. And I actually prefer that experience now because it, it makes it a little more special. And I like, uh, I like making my coffee experience a little special because I don't ever want to take, take it for granted. I don't ever want to lose the fact that, you know, here I am appreciating this, this drink that someone handmade and, uh, and I don't just want to drink it for the sake of the caffeine. I want to, uh, I want to enjoy it right there. And if I can in front of them and, and there have been many times where, oh, this was a great cup of coffee. And I go and tell them like, this was like one of the best you've ever done. And I, you know, love complimenting, complimenting the baristas if, if I can. I do appreciate the moment that we can have in a local experience because it, those are few and far between now. I know that um, in a, a very nostalgic way, I had an experience like this when I was pretty young at an arcade, a local arcade, and it headed off well with the people who worked there, and they treated me well with the arcades. They uh, they gave me extra tokens because I was always helping them out with the machines, and that uh, leads to a lot of great uh, connections and uh, valuable human relations. And we don't have that very often anymore. It, it's it, just because of how um, many cities have been orchestrated and how social networking has interfered in our uh, suburban life. And so one of the few places we still get that human experience that seems elevated and like a notch above the rest. And one of the reasons why civilization is so appealing is the experience we still have at a coffee house. And that is something that um, I envy. Where I live, we have a fantastic coffee shop just up the road. I love the people there. They have an, a very decent atmosphere. They serve incredibly good food. And I would go there for the food more often than, than the coffee. Because at the end of the day, even though they are first and foremost a coffee shop, I actually don't care for their coffee. <laughs> And I, I wish it was a, a more whole, well-rounded experience. And uh, they're just missing a little bit of something there in everything that they brew. And I, I, I don't want to tell them because I don't want their feelings hurt. And that's an, that come to think of it, that is another topic for another episode. But coffee is a very different experience when you consume it with something that you're eating. An environment with unique smells like a bakery or a restaurant that just has a um, – you have the, all all these other wonderful triggers that are happening to your sense of smell. And then when you, you, you're you biting down into the, into the pastry and then you take a sip of the coffee on top of it, you, you, it doesn't even make any sense to your senses because you've already drank half of that cup of coffee and then now – it tastes completely transformed with the food in your mouth. And I don't know how to explain it, but that's probably why we have so many great pastries now <laughs> at the coffee houses these days, because the, 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 those things almost outweigh the value of the cup of coffee. And, and returning full circle to Starbucks, 
That's one of the things I get from a Starbucks experience. Everything about it. It's too hot. It makes the cup too hot. You have to wait for longer to let it cool. Mm -hmm. I prefer to have mine without cream and sugar. I use the cream on the Starbucks coffee simply to dilute it. Not for the sake of flavor, but simply to dilute it. Oh, yeah. So I, I dilute it with a, with a bit of the cream. Have, have you noticed a particular interest or for any reason uh, to, to explore coffee with meals or with the pastries? I think, yeah, you bring up a very interesting topic. Because, because you've, already, you've already described lots of different experiences with a, a wide array of different kind of coffee beverages. I'm wondering, how do you supplement it? Do you use creams and sugars, or do you sometimes shake it up and sometimes you just keep it black? Yeah, I I almost never will supplement it with uh, milk or cream or sugar. I usually always drink it black. Even like, I don't know if you're allowed to say this. It's we it, back at home. Folgers is technically the F word back where I grew up. No, you're not allowed to say Folgers. That's it is it is the F word around here too. <laughs> um, and actually, at work, either at, at times if they if I like really need coffee. I will drink the Folgers and I will douse it with cream and sugar, but that's on a very rare occasion. And usually it makes me sick. There have been actually a few times where I drank the coffee and I felt so ill, I almost took the day off because I, it did not make me feel well. But pairing is – you could probably do a whole episode just on pairing, different things to, to try with coffee. I don't generally eat things while I drink my coffee, um, not because I, I don't enjoy to, but it's more of a practical thing. Um, I don't feel like spending the extra money or I'm at work and I don't have anything tasty around. <laughs> but uh, there are other things that I do enjoy actually to pair. Every once in a while, I, um, if I'm smoking a cigar, I actually try espresso with cigar. And that's an interesting thing to pair. Mm. Um, mm. I don't smoke cigars that often, only on occasion here and there. Uh, but the other thing is there's different community pairings. Uh, I don't know if that's even the right way of describing this, but you mentioned a coffee shop that also does food. I One thing that came to mind is there are a lot of fusions uh, if, with coffee. There are coffee shops that are Coffee. They sell coffee, but they also sell comic books because there's a place back in uh, Nebraska that did, that did this. It was a comic book store, but also a coffee shop that roasted their own coffee. A very in interesting mix. Mm. And uh, I bring that up because uh, just last year I got nominated, I think, the Eisner Award at Comic-Con for one of the best comic book stores in the uh, in the country. And it also has, does really great coffee. But I've also seen stores that do board games where that you can go in and you can play board games uh and order yourself a, a nice cup of coffee. So there's even things where coffee will bring the community together in a uh you know odd or unique way uh and it doesn't even necessarily revolve around food, but for some reason it tends to be coffee, that thing that will bring this community together and uh, it just pairs with so many things. Mm, that is very interesting. I'm going to have to look them up. I know of some very fancy uh, coffee establishments where going there is all about the experience. 
they're very luxurious and they have a barista that's like one-on-one with you and your friend with you and they they talk you through the entire experience like you're getting a wine tasting only it's a coffee tasting i've seen those environments and they're certainly about the experience and I, I think that you can get so creative with what you can do in a coffee shop these days, and I'd like to see it explored more. Well, Ben, this has been a really awesome discussion. I'm so glad that we have had you on the podcast, and I'm sure that our listeners would like to know more about you and find you on Twitter and abroad. So where can they find you? Um, you can just find me on Twitter. That's probably the best way, and my Twitter handle is... Ben Kaiser for films. That's B E N K A Y S E R, the number four, and then films. So follow me and I'll, we can talk about coffee. <laughs> yeah, and we'll keep up the discussion over there too, sir. Yeah. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. And thank you, people, for joining us for this special interview episode of Top Brew. If you would like to keep up to date, follow us on Twitter at Top Brew FM. And you can also find us on Facebook.com slash TopBrewFM. If you have questions for our show, we would like it if you would um, share them with us. Send them in a message or tweet them using hashtag AskTopBrew. And I want to give special thanks to our episode sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. To show your support of this podcast, enjoy Thrasher Coffee and let them know that we sent you. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.